Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. The following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN. Your home for K-State Athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. You know what? For for years, I've had an issue with Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, of not addressing offensive line issues. That has been an off and on yet consistent thing, a consistent issue of the Dallas Cowboys having offensive line issues and them just getting ignored for a few years. And then it's rebuilding. And then it seems like it's good for a year. And then it's issues again. Now, finally, it feels like 2022, 2023, it's a pretty solid, pretty decent offensive line. And now, Zach Martin, who's one of the best offensive linemen in the NFL, he just got a 99 rating for Madden, Madden 24. And on the same day, he's like, you know what? I think I'm going to hold out. Because for a while now, I have been asking, pleading with Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys to look at restructuring my contract. And he has been ignored. He has not been hearing from the administration. So he's sending a message. Jerry, you really got on my good graces. For one, I felt like a couple of years ago, finally addressing the offensive line issues. And then pulled at everybody's heartstrings in this past draft by picking up hashtag my boy Deuce Vaughn. We were on good terms. And now you want to take arguably your best player Mm. and Mm. ignore some requests (laughs) to keep him around and give him a few more dollars to feel like he's appreciated? Jerry Jones, let's do our job, bub. Let's get it. Let's get this done. Let's get it. Because Cowboys... Super Bowl bound. Mm-hmm. We don't need any drama heading into what's to be a very promising season with, of course, now Deuce Vaughn on the roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Welcome boy. to the game. Mitch Fortner. I see you working. Troy Coverdale, David G., Travion Berkland. And I can see DG's uh, getting to work right now, probably uh, dotting some uh, lowercase j's, crossing some uh, t's, and uh-huh. getting ready for his uh, DG K-State tight end Mount Rushmore. Because on Monday, that was a huge topic. I feel like with the progression that the offense is going to take this year, 
Ben Sennett is going to be a gigantic part of that improved offense in 2023. So I put DG to the task. Give me K-State's four best tight ends. And we're going to hear that list in hour number two. Plus, we will tackle Will Howard uh, because K-State Online, I thought, had a great article and uh, really uh, got my brain moving today about can this be a record-setting season for a guy like Will Howard. We'll get to that in uh, just a little bit as well with the D.Y. who is standing by via the Zoom. But first, it's Wednesday, and you know what that means. AEW Dynamite tonight from a nearly sold-out TD Gardens in Boston, Massachusetts. And tonight is Blood and Guts. Blood and Guts is like war games from WCW. Two rings... (laughs) And you put the steel cage over both rings. It's five versus five. Whoa. Winner take all. Blackpool Combat Club versus the Golden Elite. And I looked over at Troy. He's like, I got to tune into TBS tonight, baby. <laughs> Seven o'clock is when it starts. When, when did they turn this into a basketball game where it's five on five? I yeah. think this goes back all the way to before basketball was invented. Blood and <laughs> right. Guts was around first. Right, okay. I think that was uh, that came around first. And then James Naismith was like, five on five. Let's do it. Offense, defense, back and forth, <laughs> competitive. There's something here. <laughs> you throw a ball in there, we got a sport. Let's do it. Uh, that also means we're now joined by Derek Young from K-State Online. D.Y., good to talk to you. It's been a couple of weeks do you got the American flags unfolded? Do you have the hot dogs dethawed? Are you ready for some USA and Women's World Cup starting, well, actually like 2 o'clock tomorrow morning? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll probably catch some games, but I can't promise you that I'll be awake at 2 a.m. The gigantic issue is yes. The games are in Australia and New Zealand because when I say 2 a.m. tomorrow morning, I'm like talking, you know, we're 10 hours away from World Cup action. Zealand and Norway are going to kick off at 2 a.m. Not a lot yeah. of Americans are going to be up for that, I'm sure. No, I mean, I'm more inclined, and this is going to sound probably un-American of me, I'm more inclined to get up just a couple hours after that and watch the first round of the British Open. And it's the British Open weekend on the PGA Tour. You know what? I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take uh, the World Cup over golf. Now the World Cup is throwing us, you know, us Americans a bone because they're gonna put the United States uh, in the first game. So if you don't know, New Zealand, Australia, they're like 16, 17 hours ahead of us. So over there, it's already Thursday. Whoa! Yeah, it's it's been an issue with the televisors. They're not very happy with the time difference. Well. Uh, First game for USA is against Vietnam, and it's a decent group when it comes to how competitive it's going to be. It's Group E, and Vietnam is in the top 50. They're going to play at 8 o'clock on Friday on Fox, but that's the first game of the day for New Zealand and Australia. Mm -hmm. It's the early game. Right. And they're going to play in Auckland, New Zealand, Um, and uh, again, that'll be at 8 o'clock Fox. That's Friday night, Saturday morning or Saturday early afternoon. Uh, there in Auckland, New Zealand. But, D.Y., you were also uh, at Big 12 Media Days this past week. Uh, let, let's let's give a little breakdown here. Who was uh, who was the best at a Big 12 Media Days? Could be from K-State, could be from anywhere when it comes to interviewing Nuggets. Who did you like the most? Yeah, that, that's a good question. I didn't talk to a whole bunch 
um, outside of the Kansas State world. I will say the loudest person, because um, I was at Radio Row for much of it, was UCF Athletics Director Terry Mohajer. Uh, Mohajer, I believe that's how you pronounce it. And he's actually a native of Overland Park, Kansas, mm-hmm. was at KU for a little bit. He's the, he's the AD at the new member UCF and boy, you can, you can hear him from a mile away. <laughs> As like 80 yards down the field, that kind of loud. Yeah. And he, I mean, mm. and he will razz people pretty good. He was, he was making fun. I mean, I overheard some of his interviews like next to us where he's just like taking jabs at BYU um, radio guys for, for not pronouncing his name, right. Which I may have incorrectly done as well just now. So Yeah. He's not a not afraid to poke the bear, so to speak. But speaking of poking the bear, I would say that former Kansas State athletic director and current Big Twelve deputy commissioner Tim Weiser did as well with his comments about Oklahoma and Texas. Yeah, where were you at while uh, John Kurtz and and Cole Menbeck were doing that interview? I was listening. I was uh, probably like behind the camera a little bit, just kind of tuning in. The setup that we had, it was just going to be tougher to have a guest with all three of us on. So he just was two of us with each guest. So, uh, yeah, he was quite the, the soundbite during those 48 hours. I think he ended up on uh, plenty of appearances throughout the conference's uh, media just because they, they heard what he had said on that, that first day with us. So um, he comes to mind. D- Daniel Green and Will Howard, and, and Kobe, actually all of them, Kobe Savage, Cooper Beebe, they were all great. Um, Daniel Green continues to improve in front of the the camera and on the microphone. He used to be not so good, and now he's probably one of the better ones. And we just have a really good uh, camaraderie, I would say, with Will Howard because of how much we've spoken to him in the past. Get to more on Will here in just a moment. By the way, you know, after you get done listening to the game, go get after that three mile podcast, especially with Tim Weiser. And since you were sitting there, I you know I haven't done my best with with listening to that. I've listened to the first ten minutes and just didn't get back to it. But did definitely hear the big soundbite that started to go viral where he talked about, you know, uh, talking about conference realignment in, in Texas and Oklahoma leaving for the SEC. And he dropped this line that, well, you know, Texas, they would rather lose to Alabama than Iowa State or whoever it was that he dropped. And I was like, well, I mean, yeah, sure. But that was definitely taken uh, personal by Texas fans and SEC fans. But was there another like big <laughs> quote from that that really stood out to you? Probably, to be honest, when he talked about Texas and Oklahoma in that light, I thought the most, I don't don't know if disrespectful is the right word, but most like inflicting part of that quote was when he called Oklahoma a reluctant bride. Basically just they they were riding the coattails of Texas that they didn't really want to do it. But if Texas jumped, they felt like they had to. So he called them a reluctant bride. So I thought that was probably the more heavy handed insult if there was one um with that particular subject uh he admitted that he basically stepped away from kansas state as the athletic director at kansas state because he refused to extend ron prince but there were those yeah. in the kansas state administration that wanted to he yeah. basically came out and bluntly admitted that that was a thing he also got into the bob Huggins stuff a little bit unprovoked i mean for some reason he was just unfiltered for about 45 minutes and he talked about how he got like a Cabela's gift card with the whole Bob Huggins thing to to be convinced to try and take a run at Bob Huggins. And he said it was the best shotgun that he ever bought. Still has it to this day. Uh, so uh, 
Yeah, he's just he was unfiltered. And a funny thing, you know, background to that, as unfiltered as it was, and probably one of the more soundbitier interviews that probably the most that we've done on the Three Mall podcast for about fifteen to twenty minutes. And John Kurtz and Cole Manbeck can attest to this. We thought we had lost all of the audio and video from that interview, oh. which which was man. Um, and I'm sure you, you can relate to this, which was terrifying and discouraging, disappointing. I was ready to go home. Jesse Ertz uh, gave me an amazing interview uh, during uh, Media Day, K-State Media Day, and I forgot to push record on the recorder. That That's the one that sticks out to me that uh, I want back, definitely. By the way, Troy, uh, if I need you to fire Travion, what gift card would you like? <laughs> mm, let's see. It would probably have to... At least from a local standpoint, I'll go with either uh, the Chop House, okay. or or if I'm if if it's on the lower end, I'd go uh, with Longhorn. Well, there you go, Travion. Troy can be bought. <laughs> you might be on the chopping block. Yeah, loves his steak. Absolutely, darn right. How did you feel about uh, Jalen Daniels and the wardrobe choice he made about the uh, the necklace with the highlights on it? I, he was trying to make a statement. I, from what I heard, Kansas was pretty much in support of it and almost encouraged it. I, it's a little much for me. For, for, And I know he was all Big 12 second team last year, all Big 12 first team preseason this year. I know that he's a Big 12 preseason offensive player of the year. I just – I'm not there yet on him. So – to be walking around with something of that nature when I think, you know, 80% of his production was against what Tennessee tech and teams that weren't going anywhere. I just, it's a little much for me. I, I, I would like to see someone do a bit more with their career before going that route. Yeah. In Arkansas, Arkansas, they had some opt outs on the defensive side, you know, yeah. K you really blow up there offensively, especially in the second half coming back from behind some pretty big numbers from Jalen Daniels in that game. You know, one more, I guess I want to ask about, uh, you know, depth of course is in, in areas or question for K state, especially on the defensive side of the football. And I wasn't there. So I heard all the podium stuff, but didn't get to hear a lot of breakout session stuff where their names being thrown around consistently by the K state guys that, Maybe uh, sure some things up a little bit with with depth questions. Uh, sure up the depth questions, perhaps not. Uh, I, I'll just uh, identify the three names we heard the most. Um, and, and this one is probably more in relation to when true freshmen are asked about, like who's going to come in and have a chance, or you know who's impressed you, or who's doing things the right way that are on. The right path, and I was linebacker Austin Romain, which was very surprising to me. Now he did arrive in January, so he's been around long enough to to really make more of a mark than some of that freshman class. But for those that kind of dive in and pour themselves into the recruiting on a yearly basis, they know that Austin Romain and what was a sensational by Kansas State standards, a sensational 2023 class. He had Avery Johnson of all of these guys. Austin remains the one that's getting got the most buzz at Big 12 Media Day, and I think he was one of the three lesser-ranked players of that entire class of about, what, 25, 26, 27 guys. So pretty much a surprise on that front. Uso uh, at Noseguard, a lot about him. And if that comes to fruition, that's a major deal because they're trying 
to replace Eli Huggins. And that's not going to be a simple task for him to make the strides that it sounds like he is making, I think is a big, big deal for Kansas State. And then safety Marquis Siegel. He's the transfer from North Dakota State that also arrived in January. You know, point blank, I asked that coach Chris Kleiman, I'm like, you got this special trend going on or you keep flipping these transfer defensive backs and sending them to the NFL. You, you brought in Julius Prince from Iowa. He's, he got drafted by the Colts. You brought in Russ East from Louisville. He got drafted by the Rams. Uh, last year, you brought in Josh Hayes from North Dakota State in Virginia. He got drafted by the Buccaneers. I was like, is there, is there another one in this line of guys that you keep sending to the NFL from the secondary that you grab via the transfer portal? And without hesitation, Marquis Siegel came to his mind. So, um, And that wasn't the only one that raved about him, but those three players are the ones that instantly come to my mind. I'm not sure there's anybody that excites Coach Kleiman more to talk about than Uso Sayamalu. That guy, Kleiman is jacked about Uso Sayamalu. Yeah, he about I, – when I asked him about Uso, when I just brought up Uso's name, I was like, I want to talk about Uso Sayamalu. He just like – you know, gasped and about fell out of his chair. So, and th- those nonverbal communication things are a lot of times what I look for to see how a certain person feels about a certain player. And you could just tell, man, they are oozing with confidence about that dude. Well, uh, DY, let's take a break. And when we come back, I really want to boost Will Howard's ego because, mm-hmm. matter of fact, your colleague, Drew Galloway, I thought, wrote a great article about it was like a question of the week thing. It was about Will Howard and could this be a record breaking type of season for Will? And we'll discuss that next on the game. We're back on the game. Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, David G, and Travion Berklin. Also remember last week from uh, Big 12 Media Days watching Mike Gundy at the podium. Hmm. And he's sporting, it's not really a mullet anymore, but blackish, brownish hair. And just a full white beard. Weird. I'm like, weird look like... To me, that's kind of like half-ass in it. Uh-huh. You put in the work, or somebody you know for you dyes your hair, but you're like, you roll out of bed and like, just gonna roll with it, whatever. If the guys that use just for men, though, it looks like they're putting on a uh, like a, a something to conceal their identity. You know, they're but they're like running from the law. It gets so dark. When you put that stuff in, well, and yeah, it, it, you, a couple things there. When you think Gundy, you do don't think beard. No. You know, beard has really no. never been a part no. of his image. Weird. And also, it's it's kind of pointless to you know dye your beard. <laughs> Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Because you could just, you'd have to really keep up with it too much. Oh, yeah. And, uh, or you could just shave it off. <laughs> and that's typically what he does. And I'm just like, you know, what 
went into his mind like, okay, with the hair, you've put in all this effort for so many years to keep it looking a certain way, and you just let the beard go, and you're showing off the white and, and letting people know your true age. <laughs> I've had it enough. was weird. I've had enough. This is the real me. Uh, we're back with Derek Young from Case Online. <laughs> D.Y., uh, I want to get back uh, to uh, what I was talking about before the break there. I thought you know Drew Galloway who works for you, K-State Online, had a great article. His question of the week, can Will Howard break the K-State touchdown passing record, which he was talking about the single season record. It's held by L. Roberson, who tossed for 24 in uh, 2003. Bishop was a, a touchdown off in 98. You also had 22 from Jake Waters and, and Matt Miller. I'm like, well, also, I mean, heck, if he gets 21 touchdowns, he breaks the career record for wow. passing touchdowns at K-State. And he was, you know, I, I thought it was interesting because – when he played his seven games last year, he threw 15 touchdown passes. If he would have played a full season on that trend, he would break that record, I think, quite easily. But then you start thinking about, all right, talent around him, will this talent get you know, 24, 25 passing touchdowns? Does the offense have what it takes to get it done? So I'll ask you the question, D.Y., do you see – as it was talked about at Big 12 Media Days, Chris Kleiman is like, we're going to see the best of Will Howard this year. We're going to advance the offense. We're just scratching the surface. Is this going to be a record-breaking type of year for Will Howard? It could be. Now, I think some of it depends on how they call the game in the red zone, right? Because you end up with just a bunch of rushing touchdowns from guys like Treshawn Ward and DJ Giddens. I think there is still an element of where that is possible. But this is not the offense where you're running the quarterback 20, 30 times a game, which will lend itself to more opportunities for touchdown passes. Now, it's interesting to me, and and this is not a knock on Kansas State and more of a result of the style of quarterback that they preferred for much of uh, the successful (laughs) years that they had. What's Go ahead. That? That, DG's messing around. Just ignore him. Oh, oh my bad. No, I, Kansas State's always been a team that's kind of preferred, at least in their best years, preferred a running quarterback. Um, and because of that, the single-season touchdown pass record is only 24. And if you look around at other teams' records, the same records, 24 is typically not in the top five, and a lot of times not in the top 10. So we're not talking about an unbreakable record here either. I mean, if Kansas State were to make it to Arlington again you're in the bowl game, you're talking about 14 games right there. He doesn't even have to he doesn't even have to average two touchdowns a game. But do you do you run Will Howard a little bit more that now you know that he's the starting guy and you're not worried about all right, well he's the backup last year, can't afford another injury. We could be in real deep water if he gets hurt. I think they, uh, I, I think they run him very little because yeah. I think he is a much better passer than he is a runner. Now, I think he wants that in his arsenal of, of to kind of get out of trouble when he needs to. But I think that's what the legs are going to be used for this year to get out of trouble or to run to a spot where you can get off, you know, a pass at a better angle. I don't think it's going to be like an Adrian Martinez situation where you're getting 50, 60, 70 yards a game on the ground. I just don't see that being uh, the preferred style of Colin Klein with Will Howard as his quarterback. And Will Howard, you know, the bigger he's gotten, now 
he's gotten a you know bigger. He's the biggest quarter starting quarterback in the Big Twelve this year. He's I wouldn't call him lumbering, but at times he looks lumbering. But he's not the most fleet of foot quarterback on the ground anyway. So I think they're going to want to lean on his arm much more than his legs. Yeah, I I certainly agree with that. And uh, DG Troy and I will will tackle more on that coming up at five ten. Can Will Howard have a record breaking season when it comes to throwing touchdowns in twenty twenty three? A couple more questions here with DY. So I've 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 seen that you're starting to roll out the uh, opponent previews for twenty twenty three in K State football. I'd love to know a couple of nuggets about what you've learned about Southeast Missouri. You know that's. and credit to K underscore fan. That's uh, you know on Twitter. Um, that's what he goes by on Twitter. He gives he does a lot of that research and puts a lot of that together. I thought the most interesting thing is their head coach. And man, his name is escaping me right now. But Simo's head coach was a Fort Hayes State grad and a native of Silver Lake, Kansas. Oh, all right, so local guy. It wasn't uh, hard to schedule him. <laughs> yeah. So so that's a that's a fun fact. Their their defense. I think is probably they have a really good safety, but in general, I think their defense is probably in a world of hurt against the Kansas State offense. But it wouldn't surprise me if they have some success offensively against Kansas State because Kansas State's defense is probably going to have some growing pains early. They're replacing much more starters on that side of the ball than they are on the offensive side of the ball. And Simo's got some a little bit of a punch there and return. And every team that returns a starting quarterback is a little bit dangerous on that side, and and Simo certainly does that. And uh, they have a lot of first team, all conference first team players from last year. I mean, th- they are just kind of finding their groove at the FCS level and are starting to find regular success. But they are dominant in the Ohio Valley Conference. Speaking with Derek Young from Case Center Line, SEMO is so weird. I, I noticed in their baseball notes, so they're technically Southeast Missouri State. That is their real full name right now. But they don't like being called Southeast Missouri State. Just Southeast Missouri is the way they prefer to go. Let's just let's 86 the state, guys. Let's not make this a big deal. Just get rid of it. Quit confusing everybody. All right, D let's wrap up with uh any recruiting updates, anything with football, Grant Bricks, Michael Boganowski, you know, two of the big three that they've been called uh, when it comes to this recruiting class. Any updates on them? Yeah, I'm going to be pretty boring. Uh, don't have a lot to, to, to tell you there. It's the, the winning game is still going on for both of those. What about uh, basketball? Of course, there's still two scholarships open. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Jerome Tang is just happy with the 11 he has here. Uh, but also, of course, recruiting for 2024 still continues. Yeah, it's very really quiet. I mean, the transfer portal isn't exactly overflowing with a bunch of talent right now. A lot of those guys already have their homes. Um, maybe if a surprise or two jumps into the portal between now and, and a season, you maybe you maybe hear something, but there just doesn't seem to be any movers and shakers there at the moment. 2024 recruiting, David Castillo is a lone commit. Um, they're chasing guys, really highly recruited guys that are basically in the top 30 of the rankings as well, and Patrick Gongba, Darion Reed, a few others. You know, what I will say about that chase is that I will be shocked if if Kansas State doesn't have three guys in the top 50 signed in, in that class when it's all said and done. All right, D.Y., really appreciate it. Hope to talk to you next week. Thank you very much. Yep, see you guys later. It's Derek Young from Case and Online here on the game. Again, coming up in hour number two, we'll kick things off at 510 with more on, uh, you know, do we project Will Howard to be 
record-breaking numbers when it comes down to uh, throwing for touchdowns. Plus, DG's going to have his K-State tied in Mount Rushmore at 525. Number one song of the day and ask us anything. More of the game, including some breaking news with Pac-12 Media Days coming up on Friday after this on the game. We continue with the game. Mitch, Troy, David, Travion. This ain't no game. This is it's life. Game. It is it's life. The, it ain't just a game. It's the Feels game. like my whole life. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> um, boy, I'm glad to see as uh, the rookies for the Chiefs reported yesterday, and then the uh, the vets will report on Friday at Chiefs training camp. Felix Andy DK Uzama is still up to his uh, press conference shenanigans. Because what he would do, and, and Troy got this this past season, where he will show up when the players are doing their Tuesday stuff with their you know their breakout stuff with the K State media, and then Felix will like especially with Deuce, he would just kind of show up in the back of the media. He maybe like take his phone out, try to like pretend like he's recording. And then he'll start asking questions to Deuce or whatever. He's just it's funny. <laughs> well, Wanya Morris, who is an offensive lineman from Oklahoma, uh, was also picked up by Kansas City. And you can't really make out what they're saying to each other, but Felix like, started to bring up a sack that he got oh. through Wanya Morris oh, in a K-State Oklahoma game once upon a time. That is the same old, same old when it comes to Felix <laughs> and DK Uzama. I'm glad he hasn't changed a bit. Now he's got a bunch of cash in his pocket being a first-round draft pick. <laughs> Answer the question! <laughs> I happened to catch this headline while D.Y. was uh, answering one of my questions, and that was about Pac-12 Media Days. So, Already has this has got to be the most interesting Pac-12 media days of all time for sure, and it, and it starts on on Friday in Vegas, where you already have what was it yesterday, Troy, that the Pac-12 says we're not ready to announce a new uh, yes media rights deal. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, near uh, future was yeah, brought in, up in the new near future. There are parties that weren't at the table six months ago that are now involved, according to them. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, it's not San Diego State. They're staying in the Mountain West. No, That's confirmed today. And, and they're getting their $6.6 million out of staying, too. Well, I have a girlfriend. She just doesn't go to the school. You don't yeah. know her. Well, now, uh, maybe a little bit of a damper on uh, the Pac-12 Media Days as Deion Sanders will not be there. And I'm mm. like, he's not going to be there because he's he's going to be having surgery on that leg mm. that's having blood clot issues. Like Oof. it looked like there for a oh. while, it was going to have to be amputated. That's serious business, man. Yeah, he has that has been a lengthy fight that has taken place for him to try and salvage as much of that leg as he can at this point. But to me, like if I was like a Pac-12 media member and I was going to that thing, and I knew Deion Sanders was going to be probably the life of the party. You know, it's like you're going to a party on Saturday and you know somebody is the one designated, maybe has a fake ID or whatever, has yeah. an older brother or sister to bring the booze. <laughs> and then the day before, it's like, I'm not bringing the booze. 
And well, there goes the party. <laughs> they're gonna make like super bad, dude. Get a McLovin. Get somebody new in there. Have a, what is it? Kyle Whittingham. He's still a, like he's still a coach. He, have him do something crazy. Have him go nuts. Whoever the Cowles coach, that guy needs to flip out. But the thing is, like, if there was anybody other than George Kleofkoff that doesn't want to answer like hard hitting questions at this thing, and he's gonna have to. It's Deion Sanders, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though he is really popular right now, I mean, he's doing for on Colorado standards, selling tickets, mm-hmm. making them money, getting them a ton of buzz with this hiring. But he's also done things that to some people are pretty shady. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are a number of college football head coaches that don't like the way he has been picking up guys, transfer portal or whatever, because he had to sign like sixty guys in four months to have a football team. He was like down to like 20 scholarship guys. Wow. He had to fill a roster. Yeah. yeah. And apparently his practices are not very popular. I'm sure. <laughs> and I, I bet you the Pac-12 people are like, I don't want anyone to ask him what he thinks about joining the Big 12 or what it's going to look like, Pac-12 is going to look like. He's probably going to oh, be too honest. Conference realignment, Colorado's saying that they're not going to make a decision until there's a new TV deal. Well, we still don't have one yet. Uh, you think he wants to answer those questions? And, and if his practices aren't very popular, wait until it gets cold. They don't have an indoor facility. Oh, boy. Well, he's already shown that he's more than comfortable of driving a sports car <laughs> in, in the, the win- in the uh, winter yes. <laughs> a, a Boulder, Colorado. Yeah, I know. The, he's, he's he's figuring he's, it out. Yeah, he's comfortable driving it. Well, okay, he's okay. No, uh, because he was definitely not comfortably driving it. Wouldn't it be dope though if he did wear the cowboy hat on the sideline? It would look cool. Like he's Jim Rossing it out there. <laughs> the headset is not on his head; it's like down you know, <laughs> behind his neck. Yeah, they go holding Jr. <laughs> Definitely working on the Bum Phillips look. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about oh, that. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. That guy. One of a kind there for oh, sure. Oh, absolutely. Wow. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll get more on K-State. Will Howard talk coming up at 510 plus DG's tight end for K-State Mount Rushmore at 525. But up next, one of my favorite uniforms in sports <laughs> history are making its comeback this season. The details up next. You know, when it comes to old school uniforms, there are some you just can't beat. And when I think of the 90s, one of my favorite uniforms was the Seattle Seahawks unis that they wore back in the day. And and Tyler Lockett, of all people, got to be the model for the big reveal. And that is that the Seattle Seahawks are bringing back those old school uniforms with the silver helmet... The blue and white Seahawk with the, like, not the, you know, knocking on the door of neon green. Green, eyeball, and then, like, the lower back part of the Seahawk is also that green. I thought that was the best look for the Seahawks. Today's uniforms are okay. I'm not a big fan of the neon look. But those old school uniforms, when I think Seattle Seahawks, I think of that throwback look. That's one of my favorite uniforms of back in the day. Now they're not, they're going to be wearing the blue uniforms. The Seahawk is coming around the shoulder. I think it's clean living. Zoin I think that's Largent. <laughs> Hated it. Me too. As a Broncos fan, hated it. Yeah. You didn't Zorn like that look? Okay. Oh no, not the look. Zorn to Largent. I just yeah. 
Oh, when he, okay. When you think of, okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I always think silver helmets are cool, and I like the blue on the silver pants. That looks neat. It's just the logo. I was never more happy for another team that I don't have any connection to besides Tyler Lockett than the Seahawks when they streamlined it a little bit and made it like a little more intimidating. Because I always thought the old Seahawks just looked kind of crotchety. Like he was just like an old Seahawk that was like just mad that he had to fly, you know? (laughs) But this new one's like, yeah, you know, the old one, I don't know. The the old one looked like the kingdom. Yeah, it it, it fit perfect. Sad, defeated. Gloomy. Yeah. You know, I just, if they get rid of those, they have the alternate grays. If they get rid of those forever, I will be, I will be so happy. When they wear those, that is one of the ugliest uniforms. I'm also like a fan of they like the old uh, Philadelphia Eagles look. Yeah, like I when love they didn't that. have all the detail in the wing. Yeah, mm-hmm. those were cool. It and was just silver and white with I the like white, the, white edge. I like the green too of that. I also I loved the old Falcons. Those were sick. Well, in with the New York teams, I like the current look of the Jets. Uh, with you know, it's the the primary color is green. Jets on the helmet. With the Giants, I hated when they changed to the NY. Mm. When it was just Giants, because Clay Center had logos yeah. for football that were exactly like that, but it was you know it was orange instead of white. But it has like the you know the end of the S swooping down underneath. Way better as Giants than NY. Hated that change. But the Jayhawks did that in yeah. football in the nineties. Yeah, they did. They did. You know. Um, I always thought Clay Center dropped the ball, man. He could have had Bengals helmets, man. That would have looked with sick. the paw print. No, the stripes. But the Bengals are the the middle school team. We're the Tigers. Oh, oh. I mean, <laughs> they did go at once that? upon a time with the Mizzou Tigers logo, not yeah. the M, but like the actual Tiger logo. Now it's a Paul. It's a different kind of Paul. Yeah, the Clemson Paul would have been cool. That was the middle. That's the middle school logo. Oh my god, man! That man, they should have rocked them Bengal helmets. Those are sick. Well, I mean, Clay Center used to have the all black uniforms. That's yeah. why I love all black uniforms. I think we had a really clean look back in the day. Here's what I have a problem with the Giants uniforms: not so much the helmet. And the intent is, and I got into this discussion with someone who's a big Giants fan. They went throwback, throwback. Yeah. That's supposed to match the look from the 50s. I'm sorry. The shirts look like you got them off of a cheap t-shirt print place. (laughs) One more throwback that I miss. The baby blue Oilers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uniforms. Yeah. Those are slick. Come on, Titans. Yeah. Let's do a throwback. All right, hour to the game. Will Howard, will he have a record-breaking type of season when it comes to touchdown passes? DG and his K-State tied in Mount Rushmore, number one song of the day, and ask us anything coming up. And so is your local news. A full hour two is next on the game.